0: Good day to you! Thank you for being here today. I'm Rob Ellis, producer and host of Theatre Feuds. Joining me today is playwright Martin Dwyer. We're talking you through our predictions for the 2016 Laurence Olivier Awards. Okay, so welcome to the show. If you're listening to us for the first time, please may I say... Welcome. Please stick around. There's a lot of great things to listen to on our iTunes page. Lots of episodes of Theatre to download, great for commutes or if you're doing the dishes, cooking, rainy Sunday afternoons. It's fun, entertaining shows about theatre all for free what more could you want but this is a slightly different show uh, though first of all we're not recording at our usual premises at piano house brixton uh, but actually we're here in my own flat in lovely east india uh, looking out over the dome uh, it's sli- slightly nicer weather than it was earlier um very relaxed situation it's a bit more different to our previous podcast we've got tea and coffee and uh, mini eggs it's easter monday uh, sat across from me is a very good friend of mine, playwright extraordinaire and Dixie chicks fanatic, Martin Dwyer. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. It's lovely to have you here. It's lovely to be here. Are you excited you are for the Olivier awards? awards? I'm very excited for the Olivier Awards. Right. It's really mm. sort of less than a week away. I know. Uh, it's I- six days just to clarify, we are recording this on 28th of March, Easter Monday. Uh, The 2016 Olivier Awards are less than a week away. They're happening on Sunday the 3rd of April at the Royal Opera House in London. The show is hosted by Michael Ball and will be about honouring the very best of English theatre over the past year. Um, But it's more like London theatre because it barely goes regional and it's really more about the theatre in Leicester Square and surrounding Leicester Square. So it's more like a very, a very large street in London <laughs> theatre. Um, But excitingly, Martin, you're actually going to go to the awards. I will. How? I mean, you went last year. I did. How was that?
1: Good, but I didn't milk the red carpet enough. But this year? This year I'm going to plant people along the rope and just shouting my name and asking for my signature. So I look, like I mean, I'm supposed to be there.
0: We sort of have to say this. Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? Yeah. Um,
1: top man. Oh, that exclusive designer <laughs> <laughs> label. <laughs> Although I'm still not sure. I'm still I'm still having
0: doubts, Rob. The purpose of today's show. I'm just quickly going to run through it because it it is a little weird. Let's be honest. Um, you get these sort of shows for the Oscars, the BAFTAs, the Grammys. Uh, journalists and critics. They sit down and they tell you why they think certain films, certain shows, you know, they're going to win awards. Um, because they have had the opportunity to see them all. Here's the thing about theatre in London. It's really expensive. (laughs) Really expensive. Really expensive. It's like 200 quid to see Book of Mormon or something stupid. It's obscene. Um, It is obscene. And between Martin and I, we definitely haven't seen all of the nominated shows. We wish we could have done. But I think between us, we definitely have seen the vast majority. Um, And bear in mind, some of them we have seen on things like uh, NT Live in the cinema. Um, I Saw Gypsy on television, I didn't actually see it live. So there's, there's things like that to bear in mind. Um, so we're not going to be giving completely compelling opinions, um, <laughs> but basically the purpose is to try and see if we can get it right and see if we can correctly predict as many as possible and sort of shed some information on the respective nominees. Because um, even though we haven't seen them, we do certainly know a lot about them. And We're both sort of a bit like theatre fanatics in that sort of sense. Um, we're also only going to be doing the major categories, and by that, I definitely mean nothing to do with opera or dance. Uh, we're really sorry if you came to listen to any of that. Sorry. I know. I personally love the opera. I've definitely seen more opera than I have musicals this year. Um, but even really? with that, knowledge, yeah, I love it. Um, but even though I have seen all of that, I I still have no idea what half the nominated stuff is. Um so we're only going to look at the 10 top categories that appear on the Olivier Awards site. Um then we might pass brief comments on smaller nominees uh, as as well as maybe the ones that we admire. Um and these aren't our personal preferences. They're simply who we think is going to win on the night. Um although we probably will be giving uh, our opinions as well. Um we're going to start With Best Revival and Martin Dwyer, what are the nominees for the Olivier Award
1: for Best Revival? So, the nominees for Best Revival are Hamlet at The Barbican. Um, (laughs) I've been practising pronouncing (laughs) this next one. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. Les Liaisons Dangerous at the Donmar Warehouse. That's very good. Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, Mar Rainey's Black Bottom at The Littleton and The Winter's Tale at The Garrick.
0: Very nice. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think about about this group?
1: um, I have only seen Lilia's on Jures* at the Domel Warehouse, uh, sure. which I thought was just sublime. Yeah, absolutely sublime. Um, all of the performances, the set was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, designed by Tom Scott.
0: But I think as a, as a whole, two Shakespeare's. I'm a little sick of Shakespeare in the revival category. I'm a yeah. little sick of *Hamlet* in the revival category. I've never been a major fan of *Hamlet* anyway. No, and considering it won ten years ago. Already, the David Tennant one uh, won Best for oh, Revival. Did it. Mm, I did How? see that. Ten years later, it's it's, uh. oh, it's going it, to, it doesn't feel right that it, it's again nominated for a Revival. When there's things like Oresteia, oh. which didn't get nominated and yeah. which we both saw and loved. Um, I adore Oresteia. It was fabulous. Um, but it's not nominated here. So, what is your prediction to win?
1: Um, my prediction to win would probably be The Winter's Tale, I think.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah the this is the kenneth branner yeah. uh, directed version uh, with judy dench as paulina um any any particular reason why um i just think partly because of what's the word? the figurehead of the branner season yeah that's true and it's judy dench that's also true um we should point out that the olivier awards aren't nominated aren't um voted for um by the public they're voted for by a, a panel uh who who definitely go and see all the shows um out there. So to sort of try and second guess the panel, um, I think it's quite an interesting process. I do think they love Kenneth Branagh. Um He has won here before. I think we're mm. going to see Dangerous Liaisons take it.
1: I w- that's that's what I would want to win. But then yeah. again, it's the only one that I've seen. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but it was, it was just sublime. It was yeah. just beautiful. And I mean, I'd never encountered the play properly before. No. But the
0: dialogue is just... It, it's, 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 and the performances of, I mean, Dominic West, who's, who's missing. Off the Dominic actor, West. Mm-hmm, Jeanette mm-hmm. McTeer. Um. Who, who is incredible. Uh, sadly, Michelle Dockery had to drop out. Um. Was she, who
1: was she, she? was be? playing. Uh, Jeanette McTeer's character? Uh,
0: no. The, uh, the younger, the younger lady. <gasps> oh, Michelle Dockery was okay. playing That's my secret inside information on wow. that, on that role. You've blown my mind. Um. I think it might take it. It's big.
1: It's lavish, um, and it's and it's and it's the Donmar. The Donmar did win best musical
0: revival last year. Yes, it did, and it's well liked. I, I do think I did. The, I mean, I, I, the only one I've seen on the stage here is The Winter's Tale. I thought it was great. I thought the acting, especially There's of a Slight Pause there, ...Brunner and Bajanch. I'm a big Winter's Tale fan. Okay, so to get to get it to get it perfectly, you have to do. You have to tick every box in me. The, the Winter's Tale was a great theatrical experience. I think Dangerous Liaisons will win. It seems to be the type of play that hasn't been nominated in a long time. This has been... Like A View from a Bridge was last year. Oh. um, Like, everyone like everyone was like, oh my god, it's it's in London. Dangerous Liaisons, I think, is sort of the same thing. Winter's Tale we get every year. Yeah, true. Which is one I... Was, but, who knows? So you're saying Winter's Tale... I'm saying Winter's Tale not because I want it to win, but because I think it will win. Yes, I mean, and I'm saying Dangerous Liaisons because even though I saw The Winter's Tale, I think that one is going to win. So that's interesting.
1: Mm. You saw Dangerous Liaisons
0: vote for Winter's Tale, I saw Winter's Tale, I'm voting for Dangerous Liaisons. That's quite cool. What's going to be interesting is when we're watching the awards, I mean, Martin's going to be watching it live, I'm going to be watching it on the telly. Um, I'll probably be too drunk to actually know what's going <laughs> you'll on. You'll be texting me throughout the night, oh no, uh, Winter's Tale, lost. Um Is going to be, we're going to tally up our uh, stats at the end and um, we'll see who wins basically. So that's Best Revival. Moving on to Best Actress uh, in a Play. The nominees are Gemma Arterton in Nell Gwynn, which played the Apollo, Denise Goff in People, Places and Things, which played the Dorfman, Nicole Kidman in Photograph 51, which played the Noel Coward, and Jeanette McTeer in. Dangerous liaisons, the Donmar Warehouse. Um, I think this is a ridiculously competitive category.
1: You've missed someone
0: out. Oh, I've missed someone out. Leah Williams in R.S. <laughs> Dyer. It's on the next page. That's why I've not, I've not read it out um, yet. Yeah, now it's even more competitive. Like <laughs> every single one of those performances. Okay, Jeanette Mcteer. I didn't see. Sublime. She's one of the best British actresses her time. voice i just i oh, want her voice i, 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 I want her tones. look she has this amazing look on mm. stage um i think none of us had the money to see photograph 51 <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let's be honest um but uh I, I did do my digging on that show the reviews for nicole kidman in particular the show itself got a got a sort of lukewarm response the reviews for nicole kidman were fantastic Gemma arston nell Gwynn, uh fantastic comedic performance um and I think between the two of us we're sort of we're sort of going to the next two, aren't mm. we? Is the winscape so did
1: Gemma Arterton win for Maiden Dagenham?
0: You know what? No, she didn't. Katie Braben won. Oh, of course. Of course she did. Lovely, lovely Katie Braben. Um, in the fantastic beautiful I haven't seen, the seen King musical. Oh my goodness me. It is an absolute treat. If Nicole Kidman turns up on the night, I think she's she's taking it. She's mm. one of the I think she's Australian, isn't she? You wouldn't fly all the way from there just to sit in the Royal Opera House, and then go away. Maybe it's a lovely building. It is, but I still don't quite buy it. I think the winner, and certainly the Critics' Choice, Denise Goff. Uh, oh, she is phenomenal. Just
1: yeah, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I I admired the play. I don't think it's the strongest play that I've sure, seen sure. this year, but certainly by far the strongest performance. This is um that's that's eligible to be nominated here.
0: Absolutely Well I mean The the only other one I would say Could contest her Would be Leah Williams Who was She Yes Just Mind-blowing I think <laughs> my Oristair. So tortured Yeah As a character
1: I think my thing Oris as a whole I Absolutely <sighs> Adored It was Whereas with People, Places and Things I The whole thing was elevated by Denise Goss' performance Yes
0: So I think for that I think she should win This is true And I, I think she will win the best, um, the best I can say about Denise Goff's performance is that as soon as it came out in the West End and everyone went and saw it, social media lit up, and the, the yeah. general running thing is Denise Goff gives the best performance ever committed to stage. Now that's Joe Public talking. Mm. I don't know what this panel thinks. I would, te- I would think they would agree. With yeah, that sort of that sort of generalized opinion. Well, not generalized. It's an incredibly powerful performance. I but would she, say she yeah. is that play. Yeah, that play is all about. Uh, yes this is true whereas the other ones the other players can be uh, they're all the, they're all very much the centre of these stories these, these characters um, yeah the other all... players get by on the, I mean people places and things is essentially a glorified monologue yeah yeah so it, it hangs the success of the production hangs on her performance and her performance has been incredibly well received I think it's got to be Denise Goff I mean he, that's just me yeah. yeah
1: she's phenomenal yeah um which I realise I've said about five times in the last minute. No, I mean, um,
0: it's deserving. And the only thing I could say that would be to would be Leo Williams. but y- Yes. Because that performance resonated with me for weeks and weeks after I saw that. That play aspire. is still resonating yeah, with me I now. Mean, I, and
1: that's only, the only other production of which that has been true uh, is A View from the Bridge. That obviously Oh won my big lord. Last year, <laughs> which I, I worship that yeah. production.
0: When we were doing, when I was getting, just quickly going through who was up, for previous winners of these awards. <laughs> I remembered that a View from a bridge won and I just it brought it all back. Although it's still a crime that Nicola Walker was not nominated. Absolute joke. <laughs> but Mark Strong won. Yes. And he was fabulous. Um so I think we both agreed Denise Goff will take best actress Uh, in a play for People, Places and Things, which played at the Dorfman. It's now playing somewhere else. I can't remember where it's The Wyndhams. Oh, yes, it's now at the Wyndhams, of course. Okay, and now we move on to the category of Best New Musical, Martin Dwyer. The nominations, if you please. The nominations
1: are uh, Bend It Like Beckham at the Phoenix, In the Heights at King's Cross Theatre, Kinky Boots at the Adelphi, and Mrs. Henderson Presents at the Noel Coward. Mm,
0: Thoughts? Because it's quite... it's, It's a devilishly British category. (laughs) Yes. I mean,
1: I'll be honest. Now, I'm not a particular fan of musical theatre, so I haven't seen... What? What? (laughs) So I haven't seen... What? ...any of them. You've not seen any of them? No. Right. Well, this is going to
0: be fun. So so out of the ones that...
1: I mean, I'm inclined to say not bend it like Beckham because it just brings bad memories of Year 9 RE. So... (laughs) So not you're not say, you're saying not bend it like Beckham. I'm right? saying not bend it like even Becca. though that's been like the biggest output. I think has from...
0: it. Well, I think it's been it's good. Quite it's got... kinky
1: boots has been everywhere.
0: Kinky boots has been huge, but kinky boots started on Broadway. Let's not True. forget,
1: and it was a British film
0: starring Chiwetel Ejiofor mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Frost. I think was in it as well. So isn't that weird? So it was a it was a British film film that became a Broadway musical mm-hmm. that's now had a transfer to the West End and is playing in London. It's a, very, it's a very sort of interesting road for it to get on. And it did win the Tony Award for did Best I? Musical. It swept the award ceremony. It took Best Actor. Cyndi Lauper took Best Music. You know, it was the big winner of the year's Tony Awards. I think it was 2013. I don't know if it's survived the transfer as well. It's, it's funny. I don't think it's played as well in England as it played on Broadway.
1: The people that I know who have seen it haven't
0: loved it. hmm I've, I've, I've seen the production of it. I think it's great. It's the sort of thing that when you go... The same thing happened to Hairspray. Did you see that when it was on the West End? No. Okay. <laughs> if you're, not, you're useless and <laughs> Um The same thing happened to Hairspray. Great on Broadway. When it transferred to the West End, it looked so cheap. They couldn't. Re- they couldn't replicate what they did in the Broadway production. They didn't have the money behind it. The same sort of things happen with Kinky Boots. Like the sort, of, the sort of the joy about Kinky Boots, the Broadway production, is it so? The word is fabulous. It's just so loud and extravagant, mm. and so like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is the, is the good is a good sort of correlation for it. Um, and when it came to the West End, I'm sorry, it doesn't look as good. I think that will count against it. Okay. So that's my rant on Kinky Boots. I, I think Kinky the production, Boots. I think the, I think the show itself is great. I think in the heights, we'll take this one. Yes. Yeah, it's got the most sort of energy behind it. It's got the most public- publicity behind it. It's the most impressive to watch visually.
1: It's certainly well. the one that, out of everything that people have been most excited to talk about.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and um, on our last episode of Theatre Views, we particularly wanted to talk about the choreography of In the Heights, which is Latin, Cuban, uh, cha-cha, mambo, mm-hmm. rumba, and these everywhere online. So even if you can't afford to go and watch uh, In the Heights at the King's Cross, which I recommend you do entirely, watch the dancing online. It is sublime. It is brilliant. It is exciting, exotic, um, and everything that a, a good musical should be.
1: And also, Lin-Manuel Miranda is on a bit of a roll.
0: At the moment. yes, so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> And Olivier can't. <laughs> <laughs> your favourite performer, <laughs> um. Also, it be great for the Kings Cross to to take an Olivier Award against the Phoenix, the Adelphi, the yeah, count. like big ones who who have many Olivier Awards to them. But I mean, what's your what's your choice?
1: Um, your, I probably go for in the Heights as well. Again, yeah, having not seen them, but certainly, yeah. As I said, in terms of people discussing them, certainly it's been the most. Revered be the most vocally admired, yeah, 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 I yeah. think,
0: as well. And I think it, as we said last time, about in the heights, it's something you can objectively look at and go, that is great. The next category we're going to talk about is best actor in a musical. And the nominations are Ian Bartholomew for Mrs. Henderson Presents at the Noel Coward, Killian Donnelly for Kinky Boots at the Adelphi, David Haig for Guys and Dolls at the Savoy. Matt Henry for Kinky Boots at the Adelphi and Jamie Parker for Guys and Dolls at the Savoy. Interesting to see uh, in in this sort of production, there's only three musicals really up for uh, contention here. Thoughts? Well, I don't know. Killian Donnelly Mm -hmm. did Memphis, didn't he? And now he's in Kinky Boots. Uh, David Haig, fantastic West End uh, character actor, been in loads. Jamie Parker is playing Harry Potter. In the Harry Potter and the Cursed is that Child, who it is? that's who it is. It's I'm Shady seeing Park it kid. next March. You've got tickets. I've got tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Sort of, I sort of hate you. I am. I am praying to get the review <laughs> slot for it, though I highly doubt I'll get it. That is my last chance of being able to see it before like 2025 or something stupid. Ian Bartholomew. I mean, I know nothing about the Mrs. Henderson presents no. production. So I mean. My gut instinct is that it's probably going to go to something, uh, one of the two guys for Guys and Dolls, because I
1: don't think Guys and Dolls will win elsewhere.
0: It might. I I think if it was to go to one of the guys from Guys and Dolls, it would be Jamie Parker. What would your prediction be for this category? Either David Hague or Jamie Parker. You can't decide? I mean, you've got to pick one. I haven't seen them. You've got to pick one. I'll go for David Hague. Sure, David Hague. I mean, respected actor, David Hague. Mm. Um, um, He's actually been taken over, his role, by Richard Kind. Who have you seen Inside Out? Yeah. Bing Bong. Twice. The guy who voices Bing Bing Bong Bong is taking over, David Hay. Inside Uh, Out's
1: a brilliant film. I know. I wish we should should talk about films more.
0: But this is a theatre show. Um, (laughs) My (laughs) prediction for.
1: Musical adaptation of Inside Out.
0: That would be great. Right, get Pixar on the phone. My prediction uh, for best actor in a musical uh, will be Matt Henry for Kinky Boots, uh, purely because it's the most showy of the roles. Uh, it's the role played by Chiwetel Ejiofor in the film. They got him a Golden Globe nomination. It's the part played by Billy Porter on Broadway. He took the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical. I think history is going to repeat itself. Matt Henry will take it for Kinky Boots um, as Lola, um, which is a plum role, i got to say, and great songs. Um, so I plum. think <laughs> I think I think we're I think we're feeling that one was a really hard category to sort of talk about. We get to best actress in the musical and we're gonna be like they're all interesting Very characters. Incredibly strong. I don't think best actor in the musical has been well represented this year. Um I'll tell you a category that has though, Best Actor. Which is what we're on to now, and with the nominations for Best Actor, Martin Dwyer
1: and the nominees for best actor are Kenneth Branagh in The Winter's Tale at the Garrick, Kenneth Cranham in The Father at the Wyndham's, Benedict Cumberbatch in Hamlet at the Barbican, Adrian Lester in Red Velvet at the Garrick, and Mark Rylance in Farinelli and the King at the Duke of Yorks.
0: What a fantastic it's group quite of a line up, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. The big names. I mean, Mark Rylance is having a pretty good pretty good start to the year, isn't he? Yeah,
0: except did anyone see Farinelli and the King? No. No. <laughs> Like I think my mum's friend Janet saw it. It, it When this one came up on the nominations I was like what is that And yeah it played from September to December At the Duke of York's. I just wonder if it's there because they're like Mark Rylands. I mean who doesn't Yeah and he's, he's won the Oscar And like let's nominate him I don't think he's going to win What's he won before for, for, uh, for, for, uh, for, uh, uh, Jerusalem Yeah, he yeah definitely four, won four. What, four before uh, Jerusalem four. Did he win for Boeing Boeing as well um, he's got like 10 Tony awards. He won for like 12th night out there. He definitely won for Jerusalem. He definitely won for Boeing, Boeing, you know, he's, mm. he's got a lot under his belt. I don't he think does, he deserves another one. <laughs> Probably got no room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, come on, Mark, stop, stop, stop giving these great performances because think of your shelves, right? They're going to be, think of your shelves. Think of your shelves. Um, who've you got? Who's your, who's your choice? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're quite interesting. Um, they, yeah, they're all
1: they're all strong.
0: Well, apart, what well, should we get rid of? Cumberbatch.
1: I didn't see it, but I've 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 never been a big Cumberbatch fan, and I know that a lot of people yeah this, will hate me for saying no. That. I,
0: I don't hate you because I think I mean the only thing I I always think he consistently gives a good performance in is Sherlock, which I think I I apart from the Christmas episode, if anyone saw that, um. This was basically Sherlock again. He did the same thing in the imitation game.
1: He's very good. I say he's very good. He He's good at playing that particular...
0: Yeah. It...
1: Slightly socially awkward genius. Yeah,
0: I really didn't like <laughs> Hamlet at the Barbican. I'll be honest. I didn't think it was a good production. I think we can get rid of him. That would be my sort of... I mean, who would you would you go for him? Because he has won this before. He won for Frankenstein. Um, with Johnny Lee Miller, I don't think we can discredit him, okay,
1: properly. One thing that I am actually need to book and see, uh, which is Red Velvet. Which... no, oh, the father, yeah, <sighs> which is just finished at the Wyndham's before people placed and then things moved in. Duke of York it was is going to the Richmond,
0: did so it's to the tricycle Wyndhams, Duke of York, and now it's off to yeah. the Richmond. My prediction in this category is Kenneth Cranham. For the father, because yeah,
1: I I would agree. I'd either Kenneth Cranham or Kenneth Branagh, you reckon? Directing himself, yeah. What do you think about Adrian Lester as an actor? I I've never seen him on stage. I've seen him on the screen. I've seen him in
0: Hustle. He was great in Hustle. Oh, Hustle. Hustle! Hustle had its
1: charm. Yeah, every now um, and then. Um, have you seen his monologue um, on uh, RSC? No, I mean, I saw the bits that he did for the Nationals' 50th celebration.
0: Oh, he's such a good actor. I think the reason we're probably skirting around Adrian Lester and Red Velvet is because neither of us have seen it. <laughs> yes, probably. My prediction in this category is Kenneth Cranham in The Father. This is a role that I think... Again, it's something about we've talked about on Theatre Feuds before. Kenneth Cranham, an actor who, in for the majority of his career, has always played these gruff, tough man roles. He's now playing a very sensitive character... Um the, the sensitivity of this play is tremendous. And if we're talking about awarding really underrated actors, Kenneth Cranham, absolutely. Um, and I think that's probably what's going to swing in his favour. Because last year, do you remember, um, Penelope Wilton took Best Actress? Yes, I do remember. Yeah. What the Olivier's are really good at is taking established uh, character British actors mm. and actresses and awarding them. And that's what they're going to do with Kenneth Cranham.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. I think, I mean, certainly Kenneth Cranham is the lesser known of yeah. the five. Yeah, Are you saying Kenneth Cranham? I'm saying Kenneth Cranham. Even though you've not seen it? Even though I've not seen it. I mean, actually, you've not seen any of them. I've those. not seen any of them, so.
0: <laughs> Finally, we can now talk... You sound really
1: uncultured in this podcast.
0: Well, no, no. This, uh, this was why I wanted to do it. How can Joe... Can Joe Public second guess what they're going to do mm. the next category we're going to be talking about thankfully we there's only one we don't nothing about um that's best new play which is my personal favorite award they give on the night um and i don't know about yeah as, as someone who 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 loves new writing it's particularly exciting however up for nomination farinelli and the king mm-hmm. by claire van campen which played the duke of yorkshire uh, Hangman by Martin McDonagh, uh, which played uh, the Jerwood and the Wyndhams. People, Places and Things by Duncan Macmillan, that played the Dorfman. And The Father by Florian Zeller, which played Windoms. Between us, we definitely didn't see Farinelli, Farinelli and the, and the King. King. Written by Mark Rylance's wife, Claire van Kampen. That's a fun fact. I know, it's quite interesting. So no wonder he stars in it. I think we can discount that as, as winning an award. Not... When it's up against
1: Hangman and people, places, and things.
0: And the father.
1: And the father, which, yes, and the father.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, they're three pretty strong players from uh, London uh, theatre this year. Yes. Um, talk to me about Hangman, because I think that's your prediction,
1: isn't it? It's my prediction, yeah. Um, I'm a massive Martin McDonough fan anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is superb.
0: Was well received, was very well received. Yeah incredibly well received um the set which i think is up for an award we're not doing best set but i, I do believe it's in there for set design it is yeah um for hangman and i think it's new and i think it's up to date and it had it had the the, the plum cast we're using the word plum a lot here it had um <laughs> it's a great word david morrissey reese shearsmith you know and it played at the window great play um I think it's gonna to go to People, Places and Things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean people, Places and Things had I mean, I don't won't spoil it for obviously anybody who hasn't seen no, it. Yeah. like the this guy is sitting again, opposite straight. me. You've
0: not seen Hangman, have you? No, I haven't seen Hangman. I've seen Hangman and I'm and I'm voting for People Places and Things. You saw People Places and Things were voting for Hangman. It's quite weird how this has worked out. But that's quite
1: But good. maybe maybe it's just personal
0: opinion about what we have
1: seen and just hoping that the thing that is supposed to be so or is so revered that we haven't seen. Yes, that's probably what it is. Putting all of our faith into that. Well, but people uh, placing the things was don't get me wrong, it was a superb play yeah. and it had some absolutely shattering moments and some moments of such uh, emotional truth. Yeah. But as, as I said before, I, I, just, I, I do feel that if it was if the main character was performed by somebody who isn't as astounding a performer as Denise Goff, it would fall. (laughs) Not that that's not that is, that's not, and that's not necessarily a fault, (laughs) but I didn't come away thinking, wow, that script was...
0: True, okay. Incredible. So let's play, she was, let's say she was played by Diana Agron who did so well this year in that... Um... I mean, Quinn was my favourite Lee character. But do you, remember, do you remember her slaughtering on... What was the... the Queen? Uh, the, yeah, the Alexander McQueen played this year. So let's say she was playing um... <laughs> Denise Goff's part. They probably wouldn't have a transfer. Yeah, probably wouldn't have would been nominated for this award. They When they go for Best New Play, I mean, Chimerica, uh, King Charles III, these are previous mm-hmm. winners, they read really well. Um, but, yeah, I think People,
1: Places, and Things would read very well. Yeah.
0: Also, I love Lungs, which is Duncan Macmillan. Um, I think you're going to win for People, Places, and Things. Martin Dwyer, you think Martin McDonough's going to win for Hangman? I do. Martin votes for Martin. Our next category we are talking about is probably both the most contested and with the most obvious winner, its Best Actress in a Musical. Martin Dwyer, who are the nominations. So we've got Tracy Bennett in
1: Mrs. Henderson Presents at the Noel Coward, Natalie Dew in Bend It Like Beckham at the Phoenix, Laura Pitt pulford in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at Regent's Park Open Air, Imelda Staunton in Gypsy at the Savoy, and Sophie Thompson in Guys and Dolls, also at the Savoy.
0: A great year for the Savoy.
1: strong year for the Savoy. Um, After on. having dirty, rotten
0: scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Who do you think is go- Who do you
1: think is gonna take best actress in a musical? I mean, Imelda Staunton. It's always nice to see an underdog win. <laughs> um, I love the surprise when she, she she read out her name when she was <laughs> no. announcing the nomination. I mean, me. that was that was such um, a brilliant moment. There were so
0: many cheers because they knew alphabetically yeah. she was next.
1: Um, I mean, she she, she was brilliant in that. Music. Yeah. I didn't like
0: the production itself. Oh, Martin, controversial. Okay, tell me more about that. <laughs> Go, no, tell me, because I'm, I'm interested. So, should we say that for Best Musical Revival? Oh, yeah, okay, no, we'll do that, yeah. yeah. But her performance. Her Martin. performance was
1: astounding. Yeah. Everything's coming up roses. <gasps> oh. Absolutely floored me. Mm.
0: I, this isn't, I'll be honest with you, I did not see this on the stage. I didn't have the time, I didn't have the money. Yeah. And although I desperately badly wanted to see it, I... Could see it for free at Christmas, mm. on BBC. Exactly, uh, BBC Three, I think it was, um, which is where I watched it, and I absolutely, even through a TV screen, you could feel the, the weight of her performance, and it. I'm sure it would be even better live, and she's got such a fabulous singing voice. I'd never really been aware of her as a musical
1: theatre performer before. before sorry. and I'll be honest, I went. I mean, I, I'm not. A fan of stunt casting. Not that I'm saying this was stunt casting. Sure. No, no, yeah. But I the only reason that I went and saw it was for her yeah. and for her performance. Yeah. And I was not disappointed. She was mesmerizing. Uh, I mean we could spend a whole podcast talking about this role. Just coming up with different superlatives. Um <laughs> But also Laura Palford was sublime in Seven Brothers. to Seven Brothers. Okay. And I, I would love her. to see her win.
0: Natalie Jew, Ben Beckham, newcomer, um, or newcomer in the, you know, Joe Public, probably aren't as accustomed to her. Um, Tracy Bennett has been around for years um, and has always been very underrated. It's nice to see her. She's also an Olivier award-winning actress, I do believe. Um, if I had to put money on someone to go against Imelda, it would be Sophie Thompson in Guys and Dolls because Miss Adelaide is, is the... Showy performance of Guys and Dolls. Sophie Thompson is one of the best and nicest actresses, I would say, working in British theatre. She's also got an Olivier Award um, for the Baker's Wife in Into the Woods. Do you know who else has won for that award? No, Imelda Staunton. Oh, um, and I think if 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 Imelda Staunton is too obvious a winner for the voting panel, Sophie Thompson is the next. Choice, I would say. Let's be reasonable. It's going to be Amelda Staunton. There's, there's no one else. Um, no one else possible. <laughs> it's going to win in this category.
1: Congratulations, Amelda. Um, if you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, do keep an eye out on BBC iPlayer in case they ever put it up there.
0: I think, I think it's still. Is it still going? Still there. We move on to our second to last category: best musical revival, the nominations are Bugsy Malone at the Lyric Hammersmith, Guys on Dolls at the Savoy, Gypsy at the Savoy, and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at Regent's Park Air Theatre. We've all talked about them already on this show, apart from Bugsy Malone, um, which passed me by. <laughs> Child
1: actors just tend to scare me. Yeah. So it's not one that I immediately ran to go and see.
0: Great to see the Lyric Hammersmith with the nomination because I love the Mm theatre. Really... Lovely bar. Lovely, lovely bar. And really cheap bar as well, Mm. actually. Um, And lovely spaces. I gotta say, it's not gonna win. And I think the three classier choices, Guys and Dolls, Gypsy, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I mean, the voting panel, they're they're, they're quite highbrow. Those are
1: three very strong musicals in terms of if you're just looking at the music yeah. and the book they really are and the choreography
0: of seven brides and seven brothers in particular has to be mm-hmm. impressive it was um, that's not going to win either <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i didn't i didn't like gypsy i don't think i don't think as 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 musical revival i personally don't think gypsy should win emelda
0: okay. was as 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 i said flawless if Gypsy and, and Laura, wins, and Laura, and Laura, Pulver, Laura Pulver. and Peter Davison, gotta mention him. I think if Gypsy wins, it's a win for Melda. I yeah, and I say the same about Denise Goff and people, places, and things. Well, yeah, well, that's what you did. Um, what do you predict's going to win? I actually
1: don't know. I don't think it's going to be Bugsy Malone, but I, I, the other three. If you had to, are go- actually probably on equal.
0: I'd say so. I'd say Pretty. in terms of quality. In terms of quality reviews as well. Yeah, and audience numbers. I mean guys yeah. and dolls got then it got a transfer to the Phoenix, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. Um if you had to go out on a limb and pick one as the one you think will win. I think Gypsy might win, but I think Seven Brides should win. So you're saying Seven Brides should win mm-hmm. Gypsy. Yeah, will pre- your predicted winner on the night. Um so I'll just go devil's advocate and say guys and dolls. There we go. Because it is Probably out of the three musicals, there it's probably the most well known musical, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Um, and it had a really great cast, and it's got a transfer. And just in general, Guys and Dolls feels like you said earlier you they want to honor like uh, the actors of Guys and Dolls, they want to like, honor the show somewhere because it did so well. I think they're gonna honor it here in like the best musical revival. So we're splitting that one. You're saying Gypsy at the Savoy, I'm saying Guys and Dolls at the Savoy. So either way. It's going to be a Savoy win on our part. I do agree with you, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It would be nice to see Regent's Park Air Theatre take an award. We move on to our final category, uh, the Audience Award. This is the, actually the only award voted for by Joe Public. Um, there are four musicals to choose from. There was a, a short list it got shorter and shorter. Um, shows like The Play That Goes Wrong were in the nominations. Um, but it's now down to four musicals. And Martin Dwyer, they are. Jersey Boys at the Piccadilly, Les Miserables at the Queen's,
1: Matilda at the Cambridge, and The Phantom of the Opera at Her Majesty's.
0: We've seen them all. <laughs> I mean, we really have seen them all, between us.
1: I saw Matilda just the other week.
0: Yeah. I just I just think they're just <laughs> such such a boring choice for what's on in London at the moment. You know. It's so obvious. Yeah, but
1: also... But then again, you're always if it's if it's an audience award. Obviously, these are the kind of shows that have the biggest audiences because they've been going
0: for, for years, years and years. I mean, I'm surprised Jersey Boys is. I mean, here, Les Mis yeah. and
1: Phantom of the Opera have been there since before we were born. Oh, for goodness' sake.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I love Les Mis. I like Phantom. Um, I mean, I think this is what Wicked won last year, and yes, it was it. the most surprising. Thing of my life, I mean, not a not a massive fan of yeah, Wicked, wouldn't it? Um, and previous Les Mis, Les Mis, Wicked, Phantom of the Opera. So, um, I would go, I would, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm award
1: shows are always a popularity contest anyway, but this particular award just irritates me.
0: Yeah, because go and see better things. These are four great shows. Clearly, they've got longevity, but they're so played out now. Like they've done their time, they've done their bit. I, Les Mis, obviously. I'd like to continue it running its lengthy West End run.
1: Spend less money and go and see something...
0: Go to, like, off West End, yeah. like fresh. This is just such a... Such a award. Um, Probably because we've seen them, and we've seen things multiple times. I'll say... Les Mis? Uh, I think it could be any of them. It could be any
1: of them. Okay. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, uh, Matilda, purely because I saw
0: it. Makes me in my memory. As you can tell, we're not entirely enthralled by that award. But it's important to put it in there because we are the public, we are the people who's voting for it. And if I was voting for one out of those four, I'd probably pick Lame Miz because it's probably the show I like most out of that four there. Um I pick Matilda because
1: of Tim Minchin.
0: Yeah, that too. And he's got his Grand Dog Day musical coming up. He does. Um and he's got his grand Dog there musical coming up. Oh, oh well, if I you're at the live you show, you'll have seen we did that joke there as well. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's all nine uh, shows. We we cut it down to nine. Um, so we'll quickly go through them again, uh, just to remind you. And we'll I'm have to remember what it. I said. Best revival: uh, Martin Dwyer shows "The Winter's Tale," which performed at the Garrick. Uh, I chose Dangerous Liaisons, which played at the Donmar Warehouse. Uh, for best actress in a play, we were both uh, we both jointly agreed it should go to Denise Gough for People, Places and Things. Mm-hmm. And I think we predict that that's who is going to win uh, the award as well. Lyra Williams as a close second, I think. Absolutely, best new musical. Uh, we were both agreed in the Heights at the Kings Cross Theatre. I think if there's going to be an upset there, it will be Kinky Boots. Best actor in a musical. We didn't really know. We couldn't really decide. Uh, Martin went with David Haig No particular reason Not that I'm I'm sure you're a lovely man (laughs) I think he is Um, Matt Henry I chose for his role in Kinky Boots as Lola um, for Best Actor in a Play, we both agreed it will go to Kenneth Cranham in The Father, which played at the Wyndhams. For Best New Play, we were split. Martin Dwyer went with Hangman by Martin McDonagh, which played the Jerwood and the Wyndhams. I chose People, Places and Things by Duncan Macmillan, which played the Dorfman. For Best Actress in a Musical, we both agreed it will go to Amelda Staunton for her role in Gypsy at the Savoy. For Best Musical Revival, we were split. Martin decided it would go to Gypsy for the Savoy, though he did have a candle for Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at the recent park at the Open Air Theatre. Very nice. Um, My decision was Guys and Dolls, which will play the Savoy. And finally, the Audience Award. Martin Dwyer chose Matilda the Musical, which played at Cambridge. I chose Les Miserables, which is playing the Queens. Overall, having gone through all of that, are there any sort of things you think... uh, just didn't get enough attention this year in these sort of major categories second to
1: Orestia, the production that affected me the most and I respect and, and admire the most in the last year was fake it till you make it which oh. appears nowhere yeah, <laughs> which I is know. no but it's just it's it's a problem with these this particular awards ceremony that plays
0: that don't the off west end stuff the they off west go, end they go oh they've Sh- got the offers, yeah you know um, I'm seeing Fake It Till You Make It. Um, it's coming to Harrogate Theatre, so I'm actually going home to go and see Fake It Till You Make it's It. It's coming back to the Peacock in June. I think it's June. I'm seeing it before then. I'm
1: seeing. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, um, no, I. W- if, if you're talking about seeing one of
0: the best plays written in the last year,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what do
0: you? So uh, what would you say is the best production you saw last year? The
1: best production that I saw last year was the same best production that I saw the year before, which is A View from the Bridge. Uh, which I saw at the Young uh, Vic here before. Yeah, yeah, and then okay. it transferred to the Wyndhams. Um, which I, and I bang on about it to anyone who listens all the time, that I think it's the
0: most sensational piece of theatre I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that one. It is a common thing about these award ceremonies. They just focus on the big West End productions. It would be lovely to see uh, smaller stuff getting in there. Because it, 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 I mean, I just can't wait to see all the nominations for High Potter and the Cursed Child. <laughs> Next year It will be everywhere The Olivier Awards Are uh, well, the, the Royal Opera House uh, On Sunday The 3rd of April Martin Dwyer Will be there Rubbing shoulders With Denise Goff And uh, Kenneth Cranham um, Have a lovely time Won't you Martin Thank you Oh well For the rest of us Joe Public You can catch The Olivier Awards On ITV April the 3rd uh, So it's this Sunday uh, It's a highlight show So don't expect To see anything For dance and opera On there either um, they'll do a quick roundup of all the previous winners at the of I know poor dance and opera it's, it's but no do expect to see a lot of shots of Nicole Kidman if she's there basically uh, because it sells thank you very much to my uh, uh, my, my special guest on this uh, very nice Podcast. Had a lovely time. i had a lovely time, uh, yeah, talking, a lovely time as well talk, talking things through with you, Martin Dwyer. You can find him on Twitter at Martin Dwyer. But let's just spell that out for you because Martin spells his name different to everyone else. Um, he is at M A I R T I N, and then Dwyer D W Y E R. Martin Dwyer on Twitter. Follow him. He posts some hilarious things, mostly about the Dixie Chicks.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much all about. Dixie chicks.
0: Um, and he's going to be taking lots of pictures at the Olivier Awards. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm very jealous. You can find me at Rob David Ellis on Twitter. I'm uh, also, please do follow Relish Theatre everywhere. We are at Relish Theatre forward slash Relish Theatre on Facebook. Also forward slash Theatre Feuds. Please follow our Theatre Feuds page uh, for our live game show debate podcast. Uh, new episodes to come soon. You can also email us at theatre.relish at gmail.com and please visit us at www.relishtheatre.co.uk Martin Dwyer, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming today. And we will leave you with the news that please do watch Sunday the 3rd of April for the Oliviers and ITV. We will be live tweeting the highlight show uh, on Twitter. Please use the hashtag Olivier Awards to find us. We are at Relish Theatre. Thank you very much for listening. And have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Goodbye.